What's going on, everybody? I'd like to uh, take a quick second to introduce my guest. We have a really awesome person in the building today. So you all listen to this podcast because you are an entrepreneur or you at least want to be an entrepreneur. And you know, over 90% of the world's millionaires actually make their money through investing in real estate. Now, just because you're in real estate doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be successful. There are certain skills and a certain mindset and certain things that need to be in place in any endeavor that requires you to be successful. So that's all we have. My, our guest here today, Jazz Takar, you know, he's been an entrepreneur since he was a kid, starting with having a paper route. He's a founder of the REC uh, in, in Canada with, and built REC to the number one real estate firm under the Royal LePage umbrella in Canada. He's also an author and podcast host of the REC podcast experience where he's interviewed many successful people like Grant Cardone, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, Kevin Harrington, just to name a few. And by the end of this interview, you will have the blueprint of what skills uh, you know, make a successful entrepreneur communicator. You know, you're going to feel like you have a clearer direction of where to go in terms of creating success for yourself. And you'll get tons of confidence that you can do this as well, because jazz is extremely enthusiastic and really, truly believes that you too can achieve huge amounts of success. So I really appreciate you uh, being here today, jazz. Thank you so much for having me, Greg. I really appreciate it, my man. And uh, 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 thanks for the kind words. And now I got to live up to all the stuff you just said. So I'm very excited to bring value uh, to your viewers and listeners uh, right across, right across, like, you know, starting from uh, uh, like where I started out in real estate, in business, in entrepreneurship, and, and, and the guys and gals that I'm now able to stand on the shoulders of really allow me um, to, to, to see far, farther than others. And uh, I'm really pumped up and excited to bring that to you and your viewers and listeners today. Awesome, man. So, so walk us through, man. Did uh, growing up, you know, you started getting into entrepreneurship because nowadays with the internet, it seems like entrepreneurship is a cool thing. Anyone can be an entrepreneur, right? So back then, I'm sure it wasn't as popular. Did you have role models that, you know, brought you into this or was it kind of just natural? What was that like for you? Yeah, look, man, I don't, when I was uh, six, seven years old, it kind of started for me, right? Like I, I was the kid, once the teacher said, who's going to help with 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 the book sale who's going to help with the or selling the christmas ornaments like we didn't even celebrate christmas in my household but i i think a lot of it probably now looking back had to do with the fact that i could get out of class and homework and stuff even at that young age i kind of knew like I don't really like doing math homework and english and reading and all that but for me like i was pumped to get out and knock on doors as a kid and then when i turned 12 that was the first time it was really real to me because I got paid for doing it. I knocked on doors to, to, to get subscribers for the, the Toronto Sun and the Toronto Star here, which are our major papers in the city. Um, and I just realized, man, like I, I liked the freedom that money gave me, right? It gave me the opportunity at that age. It was just to use on use the money for arcades and buying burgers and fries. And you can kind of probably tell I like burgers and fries. I, that habit hasn't stopped. But um you know, and then and then I went into shoe sales and then I went into banking, but I was really helping people with mortgages, lines of credit, still in the sales department of the bank. Then I went into car sales and now it's been real estate for 15 years. So for me, I've always kind of known, right? I've always known where my talent was. I just never, I didn't really sway away from it. Like 
I always tell the story about me walking into a restaurant and I thought I was being hired to work as a cashier. So still with that like client facing, customer facing kind of job and, and the manager, really nice guy. Um, you know, I was probably 15, 16 years old at this time. He said like, can you do me a favor? Can you go to the back? Here's an apron. I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, first day at work, I guess I'm going to start out washing dishes. Like this is awesome. Like I'm in a different realm because up until then I was still doing sales. And then he goes, yeah. So I went to the dishwasher, uh, to the sink. He's like, no, 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 you're going to be at the fryer. I was like, oh, okay. I've never worked one of these things. And he goes, okay, this is what you do. You cut the bag open of the fries. You put the fries into, into the fryer and the oil and you do all that stuff. And within like 30 seconds, Greg, a, a, a little drop of oil hit my, hit my arm. And I was like, holy crap. I've never felt that feeling before. Took off my apron, gave it back to him and said, thank you. Like, I really appreciate the offering and the job, but this is not for me. And I found the quickest way I can get back into sales and service. I picked up the phone, trying to call anybody and anybody uh, who had a possible position open. And then that's how I kind of got into uh, banking at that time around 17 to be exact. Um, and just never looked back, man. Wow. So you were very resourceful, very self-driven, very proactive, you know, about all of this. So what exactly was, was it about like mortgage banking and real estate that really appealed to you? Did you, did you do any kind of studying on it beforehand or you just kind of got into it and you're like, Hey, I kind of like this and you got to feel, what was that like? Yeah. For real estate, for me, I mean, I saw my parents uh, rent out their basement apartment their whole lives. Um, my, my uncle was a real estate agent, uh, but the people around me, I just noticed one thing that was very common. They all owned real estate. And I'm not talking about the home that they lived in. I'm talking about like they, 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 they bought properties and rented them out. And so I probably started to really get that understanding at, at a young age, like 15, 16. I, I, like I knew it. My parents were renting out their basement since I was 11. Um, but once I saw more people doing, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then in, in my neighborhood, there was like probably one older Italian couple that owned like seven houses on the street. And the older, the, the gentleman would be cutting the grass on a Saturday morning and shoveling the snow. And you ask what he does. And he's like, yeah, I own that house and that house and that house. And so that started to pique my interest. But the shift into real estate sales happened to me after being in car sales for three years, because I, I, I started to realize there was kind of a ceiling, a cap at what I can make. And that's just something like I'm not I'm not cool with that. Like, I'm not down with somebody putting a ceiling on me. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to try to break through it as quick as possible. And at the same time, I started to have those feelings like, ah, I would have to be in car sales for 15, 16 years because the people around me, that's how long they were there for. And I'm going to have to now, um, I'm only going to make a certain amount. At that same time, within a 30-day period, Greg, four real estate agents came to buy cars for me started to build rapport with them, connect with them, started to see what they're making on their credit applications. I'm like, damn, three out of the four of them, English is like their fourth language, but they're doing amazing at it. And I'm like, all right, like, I think I might be, I'm going to give it a shot. Like I've always wanted to learn how to invest further than I already knew, but I'm going to give this sales thing in real estate a shot as well. And uh, man, it's been 15 years. I owe so much to this business. I owe so much to this industry because now, as you mentioned in the intro, I mean, myself and my business partner, we got 37 real estate agents on our team. Um, we have 10 support staff. I have part of that support, uh, support staff. I have a kick-ass media squad. We produce about 
anywhere from 18 to 20 pieces of content daily on all the platforms. Um, I'm truly, truly, man, living the dream. And now my message and my hope for people that that one person that's listening out of the thousands upon thousands that are listening to your podcast right now, I'm just hoping someone sees and understands that if they, if they chase happiness, the money will follow. See, I think a lot of people got it twisted, right? Like they're always chasing money. Anybody wealthy that I've come across in, in, in my network, they really made a lot of money when they, when they, when they chased happiness. Because see, money, is, money will be attracted to you rather than you trying to chase it. You know, you know, you, I have, I hear this over and over and over. And it's crazy how I, I never, maybe I've heard it before the pandemic, but like now I think my RAS was like, is now paying attention to this, but you, I love the RAS by the way, buddy. That's, that's huge, man. That reticular activator system that, that I, I love it. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. A hundred percent. And you know, I was watching, I was watching this interview that Rogan did with uh, this guy named Lex Friedman and Rogan was talking about when he first started his podcast and he was doing three hour interviews and people are like, why are you doing that? That's way too long. And Rogan's like, I don't care. Like I want to do it like this. Cause I want, it's how, if no one listens, that's, that's fine. But this is how I want to do it. And then I was watching this interview with Ryan holiday and Jocko Willink and Jocko was talking about his discipline equals freedom book. He's like, well, I don't, I don't care if it's not, doesn't have like the, the best title. Like, this is what I feel like I, this is the book that I want to write. And this is how I want to do living through my own values. And the results had come from like, uh, just on, on the back end of that. And, you know, um, I think I, I still, I, I'm glad you said that. That's actually, that's yeah, very look, look, like, 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 so real estate sales, as I mentioned, Craig, it's been 15 years, but two and a half years, call it two years ago, January, 2019. So not even a full two years yet at the time of this recording. I said to my team, um, specifically my, my, my air traffic controller, uh, Tyler Tai Tai Walburn, who's been with me for five, six years now. I said to him, January, 2019, I said, you know what, man? A lot of real estate agents, you drive around and you meet people at their homes and coffee shops and all that. And, and, and no knock on anyone's business, man. It's just not who I am, not my style. But what I mentioned to him was, was like, you know what, man? I want to produce a lot of content. Um, at that time, I was just kind of getting started. But I'm not going to leave the office. I'm going to wear a note. Like one of my best buddies just walked by me here at the office right now. And he looks amazing in a three-piece suit. He's, so, he's such a good-looking guy. And like, but that's not me. I'm going to wear a t-shirt or a sweater to work. And both those things, I mean, the team around me were like, oh, Jazz, how are we going to do this? You're not going out. I was like, you know what? I just don't like it anymore. I don't like meeting people outside the office. I also can't, I'm not, I'm not as, as effective when I'm leaving because I can't produce the content. Right now, there's two, three cameras on me right now. That's, I'm in my element now. Like, this is what I wanted to do because now I'm able to do a lot more within the same time period. Right. And so once you start to put like energy flows where your focus goes. And so and so for me, I just started focusing on that. I'm not going to leave and people will come. I will build up enough credibility and authority. That's what we're in the process of doing now. I'm not sitting here saying that we, we, we've, we've hit that. But that's what was that was the thought process. And then you could start to see the right people, the right resources, the right circumstances started to appear in front of me. So for anybody who's watching or listening right now, you really got to like you really got to understand that 
the opportunity is everywhere. You just need to get in front of it, right? But you have to start to put those thoughts and feelings out there because your thoughts become your feelings, your feelings become your actions. But if you're putting out a lot of negativity because you're surrounding yourself with negative people, don't be surprised if you're getting a lot of negative results. Yeah. And, and on top of, of that, you know, I think one of the biggest challenging things that even for myself was cutting out somebody that I really cared about, you know, and it's like, you're, you just kind of bringing me down. So what would be your advice to somebody who is, you know, early in their journey and maybe they're like, I kind of want to have it both ways where I think I can, you know, accomplish huge amounts of success and also keep these people around. Would you encourage them to distance themselves? Would you encourage them to go yeah, look? I think, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I think, I think it depends on who it is. Right. And so if what, th- that person that's negative around you is your wife or your husband or your mother or your father or your brother. Well, I mean, good luck, like trying to distance yourself, like completely from them. And I, in fact, I don't even recommend that but you can cut the time that you spend with them. So if you get on a call every single day or you meet for coffee or a beer or whatever it is, an hour a day with that person or those two, three people in your life, here's something very, very tactical. Just get started one bite at a time. Just get started with cutting that down to 55 minutes. You just bought back and got back five minutes of your life. Now, very important. Now you get to choose what what you want to do with that extra five minutes. So me, I'm going to listen to a podcast, probably yours. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to read a book. I I listen to more books than actually read them anymore, but I'm going to make sure the people that are around me that I surround myself with are very positive. But now I just got back five minutes, slowly start to cut that time in half. And and then over time, you got to put the reps in, right? Just like in anything else over time, you, instead of seven hours a week, maybe you can cut that down to five hours or four hours. Now you got three hours. Like you can still love people from afar. You know, like my mother, my, like I love my mom. I love seeing her. Like, but you know, sometimes it's not that she's even knows she's being negative, but she doesn't have the education. You know, like my mom still is concerned if I'm selling one home a week, like, like one home a month. Sorry. Like we do that almost, we do two homes a day almost. Like approximately, we last year we did 700 homes. Our team did, so you're you're right around there. I right? call it a, a a home and a half a day. My mom is still overly concerned if if Jazz is doing one a month, right? And so um, I just pick and choose and try to. What I would tell somebody is get back some of that time. You don't need to now. If it's like your colleagues, just don't give them that much time. Like if it's your colleagues, you can choose to work somewhere else. I mean, if you're the, 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 the boss, so to speak, you'll have to determine, like I talk to my squad all the time around here. Like for me, I expect you to know how to hold a camera if that's the job that you're doing. You know what I mean? I expect you to how to work Excel if that's the job that you're doing. But you could be the best Excel person. You could be the best videographer and editor. And if your attitude sucks, you're not going to last long here, right? So I made the choice that I'm only going to surround myself with positive people. Now, does that mean that Nikki, when he comes in, one of my videographers, um, if he comes in and he has a bad day, um, I'm, I'm going to send him home and get rid of him? No, like, I understand, man. Like, it's, it's, it's a matter of how long is he going to stay in that for? And for, like, a lack of a better word, it, like, if, is he going to be a virus to the rest of, the squad, right? Because that now it's my job to protect 
the rest of my team members, but also myself, because I just don't want it around me consistently. Very, very powerful, man. So let's say we have someone who is a, uh, like a young entrepreneur, right? And they're looking yeah, to yeah. get into this. They want to, they're, they're climbing up and maybe they don't have somebody who they can look up to and be like, ah, oh, man, like I know this person and they've accomplished a lot of success. So it might be the first person in their family to, to go into this entrepreneur route. What kind of skills or what do you think they, like this person needs to do? I know that's going to be kind of, kind of general right uh but what would be like the first test for them to like all right you need to learn these kind of skills or this is what you should be thinking about in order to like actually start moving up to build yourself up because really yeah i think i i i i think it's a a lot of different elements right um one of the one of it being shutting out the noise you got you because doubters are always going to doubt you Right. So you got to be prepared to take some punches. And so um, I hope you have whoever is listening or watching, if you're in that situation, you have the stomach for it because you are going to fail. It's a matter of are you okay to get back up again? Okay. And so I always like to talk about failing forward. Just understand that as long as as long as you're getting back up again, if you don't quit, you will succeed but are you going to have the stomach to do that? Okay. Are you also going to understand that, that it takes time? I think that's probably the biggest message I can give. Like, you know, it, w- w- we became number one in real, in, in, in uh, Canada for Royal LePage under the Royal LePage, which is kind of similar to your guys like Keller Williams over there. It took us 14 years to become number one. So it essentially took us 14 years to become an overnight success. Like this has been happen like this the work in progress progress has been happening for a very long time i think just with it's just nature right with with with, with like social media and, and and just like the internet the fact that you can get information so quickly like these are also these are all great things and i'm not knocking them but our brain has become somewhat wired to get that instant gratification success doesn't happen like that the 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 like if you're not enjoying the whole journey the ups and the downs i have a feeling you're not going to last to be like the top person in in the company i mean i mean to run your own outfit because it all comes down to you like you know at the end of the day there's three four people in here right now they got a lot of love for Jazzy and they know I got a lot of love from them. And Andre's my, like, he just started today, you know, and, and, and we're already getting that, that connection. Right. But they're going to go home and on their way home, they're going to deal with the rest of their life. And they're not going to have to worry about the lights around here, but I take this all home with me, no matter what. Now I decided to do that. So I can't complain about it either. So I don't go home and think about like, oh my God, what am I like? Why are they always looking at me for answers? Well, Jazz, you wanted to be that person, right? And so, 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 so for the person who's starting out, man, just understand it takes time. And wow, like when you get like, I almost wish I could go back. And you know, this is probably the first time I'm trying to articulate this, Greg. So stick with me. It's like, I loved the climb to getting to number one rather than being a number one. Everyone around us likes it. And, you know, it's a reason, probably one of the reasons I'm here on the podcast, but man, I look back at the memories of trying to get to this place. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Um, But now look like our conversations have changed between myself and my business partner, between our director and sales of marketing. Um, Like 
we're always talking about how we're going to stay number one now, which is which is hard on its own and, and it's its own challenge. And I look forward to that challenge every single day. But man, there's nothing that you can, like, you know, when, when, when the Lakers, I'm a huge Laker fan and I know you're from Cali, um, Kobe and Laker fan, like winning the first championship is it was different for Kobe than winning his third, you know, his third or his fifth championship, right? Like that first one, you just never get that feeling back in. And for me and for anybody who's watching or listening, like just enjoy it because it goes by quick. Also understand on the flip side, you got a lot of time. I'm 38 years old and I got a lot of ideas. If you can see the whiteboards around me, there's probably like 17 ideas on the board, which will probably execute on six, seven of them. Um, but I'm okay to fail on those other 10, 11 too. Man, that was so powerful. Like to have the patience about it and, and enjoying the journey, you know, um, and to relate this to something you said earlier, which is, you know, cutting back a little bit of time from other people. Right. So it's like, it's these little actions. And yeah. my favorite book is the compound effect by Darren Hardy, because it really does come down to is just these little actions. They seem insignificant in the moment. And as long as you just stay consistent over time, that's when you're not, you may not see results in a year or two years, but give it like three years, five years, 10 years from taking. It's, it's why I love investing in real estate right? Because it's the exact same thing as running a business, especially to, 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 to your point about compounding effect, but in real estate, you have compounding interest, right? And so Albert Einstein said it was the best invention in the, like ever. Um, and, and, and with real estate, real wealth, like real wealth is created in the long run just by buying and holding it. But in the first year, it's like watching a paint dry or watching grass grow it. Like, you're like, what the heck is nothing's going on here? It's almost like, you know, when you go to the gym, right? Like if you were to work out today and then go like tomorrow, look at the mirror and be like, yo, where are my muscles at? Where, how come I don't have the six pack that your muscles will look at you? Like, what are you new to this? Like this takes time. But for some reason, when we th run a business or you come up with a new product or a new service, people expect it to like, just, just, just blow up right away. Like Amazon till this day, Jeff Bezos, you know, agree with his company, not agree with his company, whatever you cannot. You can't disagree that he's one of the best entrepreneurs of all time. He still is in startup mode. I think they're up at like, damn, I don't want to say this wrong, but I think it's about 100,000 employees they're at. I could be way off, but it's something along the, like a ridiculous number. Um, maybe it's a million. I, I, I'm going to fact check that. Um, but he's still in startup mode. Right. And why is that? Because he still believes there's so much growth within his company and within himself that he's just always playing that long game. Yeah. But one thing that I love that Jeff Bezos says is like every day is day one. And, um, oh man, I'm really, I'm really resonating with a lot of this stuff. Cause you know, even myself, I'm on the journey. I'm, it's not like I'm above, I am with my audience. And it's like, I am coming to you for answers to not only help me, and it's like also to serve everybody else, but it's just like, all right, cool. It's like that reaffirming and when like you enjoy what you're doing through the podcast and doing the, like, like the business. So put the podcast aside for a second. Cause I can tell the smile on your face. The second you, we saw each other, like I could tell that this was your calling, man. Um, but put that aside and shelf that for a second. What about the business? Like, do you enjoy what you do? Is it hard to go to sleep at night and, and do you kind of spring out of bed in the morning? You know, one thing I really love is because I have a 5 a.m. call that I do every single day of the year, and it's like 10 wow. minutes, and it's inspiration. I tell stories. Awesome. And nothing is more fulfilling than when someone 
like sometimes we do like breath work on uh sundays and then we go over like gratitude and like i'm like so like think of a moment you've been you've been grateful for then i'll have them share then oftentimes like i'm so grateful for this group and i'm like i'm you guys know you guys think that i'm just like not i am just as grateful for this group as you are if not more so i can't even believe it i can't even believe it look man i think i think i think you're gonna win you know what I mean? Because just from a couple of things that you said, um, you're, you're, you're building out a network and that's very, very important. I think, I mean, some of the young listeners and viewers, I don't even know if the crew around me would know what a Rolodex is, but um, that's back in the days when this where we used to keep our phone numbers and people's addresses and stuff like that. Like the bigger the Rolodex, generally speaking, the bigger the bank account was, right? Nothing's really changed, right? Like nowadays, it's just on your on your phones and stuff that you have it on, right? And 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 so or or whatever software CRM system you used, right? Um, but I could tell that you're building out your network as uh, uh, you know for starters. B, you said the word, the magic word is gratitude, man. Like you, you're grateful for so many things and you're reminding yourself consistently about consistently about it that there's just no way that you're not going to attract more good vibes and positive vibes and uh, 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 the right people because you're consistently consistently living in gratitude. And so um, just from those two points alone, the amount of money you make and all that kind of stuff that I have no idea, but I can tell you, you're going to win in life. You're already winning. That's the coolest thing, right? Like, like, since when does having a big bank account make you like make you win? And if that is, I don't even want to play that game. Like for me, this is me personally. I'm not telling anybody how to live a life. But if 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 how much money you have is the game that we're all playing, I'm just not going to play that game. I'm often on the side by myself playing my own little game, and I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, and you know, I I feel this way because coming from my background. It's like the fact that I have the position opportunities that I have, like I've already won everything else in life is, is a bonus. Like the, like the way that things kind of turned out for me, it, I look at it as like people that I grew up with, like, oh, I, I am so fortunate to be in the right place at the right time. And, and not only that, but um, you know, one of my favorite quotes from, you know, we're talking about Einstein is like there's two ways to look at life either as if everything's a miracle or as if nothing's a miracle so even if things don't go in your favor it's like all right well one thing that i love about you know stoic philosophy is like accepting what you, like you don't have control over these external circumstances but that's okay you only can control your response to what's happening and as long as you're okay with that if you're okay with not having anything and you're okay with having everything, like you like you win because you are okay within yourself especially if you can remind yourself of that, right? Like you talked about the response. I think um, that's probably one of the, another huge element of success is understanding that um, shit's going to happen. So there's going to be some type of an uh, event, something's going to happen. How you respond to it will dictate what the outcome is going to be, right? And so it's a very easy formula for people to remember. It's E for the event plus R, the response, will equal O, the outcome. And so if you can, can all, like, if you can remind yourself of that, how you respond to something will always dictate what happens. So pandemic hits. Lockdown happens here in Canada. Um, um, 
March 15th, March 17th or something, um, uh, uh, everything gets shut down. Most people are freaking out for good measure, um, toilet paper, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, uh, uh, for the first 10 days, myself and my team, we just sat back, didn't send out any emails. We really didn't do much. For, for, I would say for the first actually five days, we didn't do anything. We just kind of watched. Day six, day seven is when we went hard on phone calls, servicing our clients, okay? We picked up the phone. We thought of other ways to get in contact with our clients. We didn't go into sales mode. We're in the sales and service business. We just happen to sell real estate that, and, and, and offer the service of real estate. That's just the byproduct. So we called people and said, hey, do you need groceries? Can we help your neighbors get groceries? What can we help do? And they all said, oh, we're great. Jazz, like, okay, Laura, Simos, uh, we're, we're fantastic. Tyler, how can we help you guys? And they're asking us and we're having, getting into conversations and, 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 and questions start to come up like, oh my God, what does this all mean for our real estate investments? What happens in, in the market? And we said, okay, you know what? Why don't we start to talk about that? So we started to do an online brunch event every single Saturday. Fast forward, so what was that? March and we're at uh, a time of this recording, pretty much end of October, six months or so. In six month period, we've done close to 82 deals. Okay, which correlates into a little over 1.6, one, close to anywhere from 1.5 to $1.6 million in commissions. We were able to do that because we were getting in front of the situation. We shut out the noise. Greg, like I have been not yet till this day. The first time I saw Justin Trudeau speak, who's our prime minister here, I heard him speak on uh, March 17th, whatever that day was. Haven't heard him speak since. Why? Because he's no, no matter what, he's not going to pay my bills. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna, they, they send $2,000 a month and that's great for the people that need it. And that's awesome. But I wasn't going to live with, that wasn't just going to be what I was going to be able to earn. Or that's not the, the, that's not the only value I was going to bring to the marketplace. And so we put our head, we put our head down, got creative, failed at 14 things, tried 14 things, didn't even work. But over time, you know, I said it earlier to my boy, Andre here, who, who, who again, just joined us today. Dr. Martin Luther King said it the best. You do not need to see the whole staircase. You just need to see the first step. And for us, the first step was shut out the outside noise. It's all negative. Majority of it anyway is. And so we got onto one of these Zoom conferences. We went from 8.30 in the morning to like 6 p.m. at night, Monday to Saturday, every single day with a core group of people because we made sure we were going to stay positive with each other. And now the results speak for themselves. Now, a lot of people, it's funny how life works, right? A lot of people now say you guys were so lucky. They see it as luck, right? But nobody knew how much time we put into this, how many failures we had. As I mentioned, we failed out like 14 things. Nobody's talking about that, right? But that's okay. That's just how life goes. Right. You know, uh, one of my favorite quotes was from, uh, I think my, my freshman year basketball coach in high school, I'm sure he got this from someone else, but he said that champions are made when no one is watching. Sure. And I love how you talked about the prime minister and like you took, you took full ownership of the situation. Like, look, I can't rely on somebody else to help me. Like, I have to take this, the bull by the horns and me and my team have to figure something out. And one thing I really appreciate what you said, it's not like, Hey, let's see how we can go and, and get some more money. It was like, I, there's people need help. And again, that brings back that point as far as money comes as a byproduct of all that, of service, of helping. 100%.
your value, your like what you make is always all your income is always in direct proportion of the value you bring to the marketplace, period. So whatever you're making right now is because the, the marketplace has determined that that to be your value. Whatever I'm making right now, that's what the marketplace has determined to be my value. I want to make more. I'm going to bring more value. You want to make more? You got to bring more value. Now, that's up to you if you want to do it or not. That's a totally different story. But it's always in direct proportion. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. And it's like you, the more valuable you become as a person and you put – you know, you, you grow your skills, you become wiser and smarter and you ha- you develop more self-control and um, yeah, like that increases yeah. your value and people think, think, think of why, think about why entertainers make so much like LeBron made LeBron James this year in 2020 probably is going to earn close to a hundred million dollars. People say that's insane. He plays basketball. Hang on though. One sec. Let's think about what he really, really does. He actually changes people's state. I could be having the worst day. Okay, so like I could be having the worst day at work at home, but if I actually if I'm a huge Lakers fan a couple of weeks ago, game six, when I turn it on and he's winning the championship and he's playing, he gets he lets me escape the rest of the like whatever else is going on in my world. That's why movie actors and actresses, that's why they make so much money. Directors, all of them. Right. Why? Because they change people's state. So they're bringing so much value. Absolutely. Yeah. Dang, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and they're doing it on such a, on a, such a grand scale. Um, now, I, I want to dive a little bit deeper into like, uh, I think communicating, like learning how to communicate is like one of the most powerful skills you can possibly learn as a human being, you know, as a person, you know, um, I, man. So I want to know in terms of like someone that is looking to, who, someone's building their business and they're like, I don't really know or maybe someone who not doesn't have a business yet, right? Who aspires to be a, an entrepreneur, and they like thinking, "Hey, maybe I should get into sales because that will help me out with my communication skills." What kind of things, like, what would you talk about in terms of what can someone do? What kind of mindset should someone adapt when it comes to being a great salesperson and, and becoming a better communicator? Well, look, I think you 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 need to start with the product or service that you're offering, right? You need to have the knowledge of that. And so um, when I went into car sales, I was probably 18 and 18 to 19 years old. I didn't know really anything about car sales, but the first thing I did was grab all the brochures and like memorize them and learn as much as I possibly can, wrote all the questions down. I, I became like obsessed and and so i really think you should start there like get obsessed with the product or service or really the industry that you want to get involved i I talk about it with my videographers all the time like you're going to be here the lot like like you being here is going to be determined by what you do when you're not here we talked about it before when nobody else is watching so get obsessed with what you do so when you're not here go learn every intricacy about the lens that you're that you're using the microphone and how people shoot and edit and all that so for me in sales i i would spend a lot of time with the mechanics and just ask questions and i mean like basic questions like what's the difference between a four cylinder and a six cylinder? And, 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 and I didn't know how to drive a stick. And so I had one of the guys teach me over time. I mean, I essentially just kind of took the car out and learned on my own, but I, you know, I still had, I still had questions. And so I got really obsessed with the product and, and or service. That's, that would be my number one advice. Get started there in terms of communicating. 
Now looking back, Greg, I mean, I, I, I would always advise people like communicate with what comes naturally to you. And so if, if you're someone that is a great writer, even in sales, okay, I mean, you got to be okay with talking with people face to face, doesn't need to be like digitally or, or, or through a podcast or, or doing content through video. But at the end of the day, if you're not comfortable with speaking with people face to face, sales is not for you. Like don't even get started because it all comes down to belly to belly. But at the start, at the start, if you're okay with, like if you're really comfortable and you're naturally good at writing, that's a great skill. Go all in on that because there's a site called medium.com and there's 150 million users a month. That's a great site to get. Like that means people, at the tune of 150 million of them a month are going and reading, right? But now if you're naturally, like you and I are both good looking guys, you know what I mean? So you and I should be on camera, you know? I like to think that anyways, right? But, and if you, if, if, if you like it and you're naturally good at it, then do that, right? For me though, believe it or not, I didn't like all the cameras. I, did, I wasn't, I didn't like them. I just didn't like the lights on them. I didn't like like these small little lenses. Like now I love them. I try to talk to them as much as I can. It all for me started with a podcast. Why? Because I learned, oh, that podcast thing, because I didn't even know what the word was at the start. But as I digged deep, it was like, oh, you speak into a mic and then you just like distribute it to the world and it's free. It doesn't cost anything really. Oh, and nobody gets to see you. Awesome. Because because I've been in sales for such a long time, phone calls for me is comes very naturally, right? And so I was like, oh, nobody's ever told me they don't like the sound of my voice. I'm just going to do this podcasting. That evolved into doing video. And so I would say, find out what you're naturally good at, start there and be open to, like for me now, like video is really one of the, 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 the best things to do because you can rip out the audio, you can transcribe it into writing, like into words. There's a lot you can do. I just don't want to be like so many others out there. And I think it's because they're probably selling courses on how to do video. And that's why they push like video is the only way, but damn, like my, my director of sales and marketing, my business partner, I actually think they're much better writers right now. They can, they're going to evolve into doing whatever they want to do. They're very talented people in general, but they're amazing at writing. And so I would spend as much time as I possibly can going all in on writing. Ask me to write a sentence longer than like, you know, write a paragraph longer than a couple of sentences. I actually get anxiety around it because it's not, it doesn't like, I, I still suck at spelling basic words. It, things don't come easily to me, but I think you can tell, like, I could do this. We could go on for seven hours right now. Like, I'm good. Like, I just finished doing a 12-hour real estate marathon webinar just because I wanted to speak for 12 hours nonstop to see if I could do it. And we did it, right? Like, so I think whatever you're naturally comfortable at, communicate to the world through that medium. Just understand for sales, you need to communicate to the world. That's powerful. So just um, do like play to your strengths. And I want to ask 100%. you hundred percent. How, how the, how did you get the, cause there's so many people who are going after and trying to get Grant Cardone, Gary V, Kevin Harrington on their podcast. How does someone like you or someone, anyone in general, like, how did you go about that? how did you make that happen? Look, man, for me, um, sales really, really like you got to have the talent. Um, uh, uh, um, and meeting with face-to-face -face people and all that. But I think 
again, to going back to the guys and gals that I met when I was selling cars, like they, 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 English was like their fourth language, but I can tell you what they were really, really good at following up. And so if you can follow up, follow up, follow up in sales, you'll just bump into deals. You'll bump into transactions. You'll bump into people. Um, and so what I did is take my exact replica of what I do in sales. And I just brought it to the podcasting, getting guests world, if that's a sentence. Um, like, you know what I mean? Like, so I asked Gary, Gary took me a year and a half, maybe, I think. Um, I'm just pointing to my director here. Um, Grant was probably two, Grant was two years. Um, some, like, there's so many names that have taken forever. So there's people that I'm starting now. So I think I just sent a mess, a, a, a handwritten note to Warren Buffett. And my, and my assistant was like, what are we doing? I was like, well, if we don't get started now, we're not going to be able to tell the story that we started three years ago. You get what I'm saying? So I'm going to follow up and it's sales in general. It doesn't matter if it's a podcast. It doesn't matter if it's a marker or a phone case or, or a laptop or a real estate or cars or getting somebody on a podcast. It doesn't matter. It all comes down to asking until they say, get out of my face. Don't ever ask me again. Now there's classy ways of doing it. Don't be annoying. I try not to be, um, um, but I'm going to consistently follow up over time it's almost like, I don't know if you're a Seinfeld, episode, uh, uh, Seinfeld fan, but there's a great episode of George Costanza trying to pick up this woman and, and, and she keeps on saying no to him. But his thought process is, is that he's going to, he's just going to keep dropping by or finding ways he can get into her head. And he would just, what he would do is he would, he would leave messages on a phone. This was a little annoying, but it's a show. And it'd be Costanza. And over time, she would be walking around being like, Costanza. And she called them up and was like, hey, do you mind if we go off for, on a date? Like, like, it's almost that thought process, right? Like, get in front of people, keep on asking, let them say no. But no just means not yet to me. The timing's not right. I get it. it I understand. Unless it's like, hey, Jazz, like, please understand, I don't like you. And I don't care if it's $57 million you're going to pay me. I would never do this with you because I don't like you. Ah, okay, I'm probably going to take that as a note. But even me, I'll probably just wait five years and see if time has changed and still reach out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't have the shame like that. Okay? I don't take things very seriously in that sense. Um, but to answer your question, my man, um, ask and keep on following up. Man, you just dropped some some bombs there because I'm looking to reach out to some big people. Well, I have been hundred. Send them the like, email. Yeah, and it's like, oh, not it's like you know, not now. I'm like, okay, so I'm trying yeah. to figure out my follow up game. So like that, just that's great to to hear. Look, look and, and and be okay. Sometimes it's just serendipity, right? Like sometimes it just has to happen, right? Like Luke is uh maybe he set this up. I'm not sure. He's my assistant and. 19 year old kid he actually just brought up an email that he sent me originally to get a job here and he's like you never answered it it's like that's very odd because i'm really good with getting back to people very rare does something fall through the cracks and i was like can you please check where you sent it and so on and so forth he sent it to an email address that never got really connected to my phone because i don't have a laptop or a computer i do everything on my phone i change phones and we realized well i didn't even get the email Right. And so he's sending an email. I think he sent a second one. There's no answer. Then he picked up the phone. 
He got my phone number from somebody who knew me and boom, we've been together now for coming on to 11 months. But um, it's just sometimes it works out like that. But definitely just keep following up, man. Dang, that's cool. That's that's amazing uh, to have that kind of persistence, especially as someone uh, he's probably he's probably 18 at the time, you know, had probably had a birthday within the, that period. Um, 100. And uh, that, that's really incredible. And, and, it, and it paid off and it comes down to follow up. For now. Sure. You had mentioned earlier, you mentioned obsession. I want to know what are the things, like, especially while you're coming up, you know, um, like in real estate or uh, on your climb, what did you have to sacrifice and what were you obsessed about during that period of time? Um, look, there's a, there's a gentleman who he's still in the business right now. Um, really nice guy, but in my head, I made him up as a, as not a nice guy. I pasted his uh, uh, picture um, on, on not my whiteboard at the time. I had like one of those old school cork boards. Um, and, and that's what he, I wanted, he was the number one guy in our area. And I assumed to, like I came to find out he's probably the number one guy in the country. He just happened to live in the area that I grew up in or work in the area that I uh, grew up in. And that's what kind of drove me like at that time in real estate. Overall, what really, really drives me is, is, is like, I want to inspire as many people as I can, right? Because I, I myself um, grew up in a little bit of an area where, where, where like you didn't have a lot of mentors. You didn't have a lot of people to look up to. Right. Um, But I got, I, I came across two people who took me underneath their wing um, and really taught me a, the first guy really kind of sales. Um, and then the second guy taught me more about real estate and kind of, and, and running a business. Um, and now I want to pay it back. Like I want to pay it forward. Right. I want to pay it to, I want to pay it forward to as many people as I possibly can. And so that's what drives me now. Like, hey, I like the money, but I'm not a big toys guy. Like I don't really buy a lot of stuff. Um, I like more people. And so I just want more people around me. And, and, and so well, I, I reinvest a lot of my money right back into the business. I, I do think real estate is one of the safest investments you can make, but I think the best investment you can make is in yourself. Um, and I'm there now. Like I'm like, like I've explored the web and I'm not talking about the WWW. I mean the web in here. And now like I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Like I'm going all in on myself. I just think I can do a lot for other people. Um, and if I fail, that's okay. At least I can look back and say, I gave it all I had. Awesome. And so I'm sure like, uh, during the, the time, well, I want to, cause we, cause I, right now we're coming up on, on time here. I want to talk, cause we talked a little bit about mentors before the podcast and we didn't have any, we were like, we're getting into it now. Uh, but I want to know like what, like someone who doesn't have a mentor, like, and they're like, you know what? I want, so-and-so as a mentor, I want this kind of mentor. And let's say they have the opportunity to connect with this person. What makes someone a great mentee? It's like someone for yourself, for example, say someone wants you as their, as their mentor, how, like, what kind of traits do you look for or how can they help solidify that relationship? What do That's a great question. Yeah. I think that, that that's a great question, Greg. Um, I think you got to be a nice person, right? Like you got to be a nice person and, 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 and from a mentor's perspective and a mentee's perspective, it really is a give, give and take, right? It's a two way street. Like I, I learn a lot from the mentees that I have, the interns that I have and, and the younger people that are joining my squad right now. I actually probably learn more 
from them than they probably learned from me, believe it or not. Because just watching the dynamics, that like how they treat each other, but just them watching them grow. Um, I think you need to. I think you need to respect people's time, right? And 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 the guys and gals around me, they definitely they definitely do. Um, and you got to work hard. You got to you got to want to put in put in the work, right? Like. Do I need somebody to grab me a coffee? No, not really. Like, I'm not that. Like, I can go get my own coffee if I have to. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's not a big deal. But I mean, are you really wanting to, to help? And whatever it takes, all hands on deck kind of attitude. And I got to say, like, I think in the last two years, 90% of people that have come through these doors are still here. What that tells me is that we're on the right track. Right. That tells me that we're on the right tack and the and, and really the the other 10 percent that was by choice. And they weren't because they were bad people. The, the timing wasn't right or something. Right. And so um, I think I think as a mentee, understand that the person that you want to be mentored by is probably very busy. And so try to help them get back some of their time. That's that's probably the number one tip I can give a mentee is is is, is try to figure out ways how you can bring Someone that is ready to be a mentor is probably very busy. Try to figure out how you can get, get, get them some of their time back because that's what we're all looking for at the end of the day. We're looking for, okay, how can I get some of my time back to do other things that I might want to pursue or I just want to put my feet up and relax because the mentee is helping me do it. Absolutely. You know, I feel like, like a, a big thing is, the with successful people, they understand that, like you know, once you have a lot enough money, it's like, wait, this is obviously is this not the most valuable currency out there? Your most valuable currency is your time. So when yeah, when you can show that respect and help them, that's that's uh, it's pretty profound stuff. And I want to and you know, you you said some as well that remind me my very first mentor. You know, he, we would he was my he was my sales manager, and we developed a really awesome relationship and we would go to do, you will go yoga together. And, you know, that was fascinating because he would also say like, I get more from this relationship than you probably do. And I'm like, what are you talking about? man? Like that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Uh, but, uh, I just, I just want to say like, thank you for, for the work that you do, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to come here, give some value. Um, I had a, I had a blast. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, having me. Um, and kudos to you, my man, because uh, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I produce a lot of content um, daily and I know how hard it is to get guests. Um, but at the end of the day, just putting yourself out there um, is very tough for a lot of people. And you're doing that and you're trying to spread as much positivity and optimism as you can. So kudos and thank you because you're doing your part as well. Thank you. So where, where can my people find you? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Look, man, I mean, I got, I got a lot, like I got everything I ever wanted. I really want to bring you value, but you know, if there's a place that people kind of want to go get to, uh, um, get to know jazz a little bit more, I think the easiest places and the one stop shop, so to speak, is my website. Just go to jazz tack uh, that's J A S T A K H A R dot C A jazz And, go into my world and figure out what you like, what you don't like. Um, and and uh, uh, there's easy ways to connect with me there if you find uh, anything that's valuable there. Awesome. Well, again, man, much, much appreciated. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.